You are now listening to Creative Masters. This is the podcast where we interview musicians, photographers, directors, comedians, designers, and other creatives to discuss how they got started, how they got past those bumps in the road, and how they built a career off their creativity. So let's get right into it. I'm your host, and I'm Team Double Machine Masters to bring you Creative Masters. Now let's start the show. What's going on, everybody? This is Reggie, a.k.a. Nobody Famous. You're listening to the Creative Masters Podcast. This is episode 22, and this week we have John Cruz. He is a photographer and a graphic designer from Northern California, and he's absolutely crushing on Instagram. I love his work, and I love his story. So in this episode, we get into a lot of dope things. We talk about how he got into photography and how he did it just out of passion and doing it as a hobby for himself. It's scary to put your work out there because... Mm-hmm. People like it or tear it to shreds. But um, at the time, I really didn't care about that. I just wanted to take up a new hobby and get better at it. I was just pleasing myself. Of course, with this being the age of Instagram, we talked about follower count, likes, published work, and photographers that we like. There's actually some photographers that are published and are pretty well known that have maybe 500 or less um, followers. I just don't think they they care about Instagram. They just kind of want to put their work out there, but they're so talented. Then we get into success and what it means to John. Basically just um, live off what I'm making now and just keep doing photography. I mean, I would consider that um, being successful. I think just being, I mean, it sounds cliche, just being happy. We get into this, how he got to start in graphic design, workshops that he attended to get better as a photographer, and so much more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy episode 22 of the Creative Masters podcast featuring John Cruz. going on everybody this is reggie aka nobody famous you're listening to the creative masters podcast this week we got a very dope guest he's a graphic designer and a photographer john cruz how you doing hey man how's it going thanks for having me on the show yeah man thanks for coming on Um, i'm excited to chat with you and get to know a little bit more about your story and your journey and things like that so i mean as you know this podcast is just about you know creatives and what inspires them and how they got started and, and where they're going and things like that so i'm really excited about it so um how do you well about you how about you give us like a 60 second, you know, elevator speech of who you are, what you do, where you're from, and then we'll kind of dig into it from there. Okay. Um, yeah, my name is John Cruz and I'm a graphic designer here in um, Northern California. Um, I work for a web company and I do a lot of their graphic assets and whatnot. Um, as far as uh, photography, it's basically just been a serious hobby the past uh, year and a half. Mm-hmm. And um, and because of that, I got to meet you. And I know you interviewed my my friend Joe Ortega. He does mm-hmm. some dope photography for for shows. And um, yeah, it's basically just been a really cool um, journey as far as just being behind the lens, meeting new people, talking to new people like you. And um, yeah, I hope it keeps going. Yeah, and that's I think that's what's really dope about like photography, especially like with Instagram kind of being the platform for that. Because I did yeah. come across you from Joe. Um, and, you know, even in his episode, we talked a lot about just like community and meeting people because I met him through Instagram as well. Um, so that's cool. That's, that's really dope. So how about we kind of start at the beginning of just when you kind of got started creatively? Were you always like creative as a child or was it something that you got into later on? Like, what's the story behind that? I think I, I've always been um, creative. I think at, at a young age, I know my, my parents, uh, I drew a lot when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, that was something. And in high school, 
um, there was, I think it was junior year, we had to pick some sort of career, and I automatically gravitated towards graphic design. Mm-hmm. So I kind of pursued that and finally landed um, some jobs here and there, and I'm at my current job now doing what I wanted to do for a while. Um, photography kind of organically came about from that. I, I, I'm in my... I'm in marketing, mm-hmm. so I deal with a lot of photos and whatnot, and I guess it kind of just grew from that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, as far as taking it seriously, I think I really did make an effort to just take it seriously. About a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. um, I started getting new equipment and just really diving headfirst into it. And Instagram helped a lot. Like you said, it's just ph- the uh, photography community have been has been so warm, and everyone I've met has been so cool, from models to photographers. Yeah, I've learned so much the last year and a half. Yeah, that's so. really that's really dope. Um, so let's kind of unpack that um, the graphic design side of things first, I guess. Sure, so sure. in high school, you said you had to kind of pick a career, like you said you were drawing and things like that. Like, what made mm-hmm. you kind of gravitate? Like, what made you pick graphic design as opposed to like you know web design or even photography at the time or something like that? Um, well, I think I sound a lot younger than most people think. I was, I'm, I'm going to be 41 in January. So at the time, mm-hmm. um, graphic design, web design wasn't really that big of, gotcha. that big. Yeah, it was more like I, I loved uh, the printed materials. I loved printed magazines at the time. Mm-hmm. So I figured graphic design would be a great way to kind of like be in some cool magazine or something, maybe Esquire, GQ. And I still subscribe to those magazines. Yeah, same here. And um, Yeah, and uh, I think that they definitely influenced my photography. Um, Yeah, as far as that, yeah, I've been doing that for a while. One of the things that I love about photography is that it's it's basically all on me. Mm -hmm. As far as graphic design career, I still have to answer to people. You know, Mm -hmm. I still have to answer to my art director or my boss, whoever it is at the time. So changes are going to be made to whatever I create, which is fine. It's, you know, it's a job. Mm -hmm. But um, with photography, it's mine. I'm basically my own boss. So Mm -hmm. whether it succeeds or fails, it's on me. So um, I think that's where I get my creative outlet from. And graphic design, I, I still love graphic design. But as far as the creative freedom, I'm getting more of that from photography now, more than ever. So, Gotcha, gotcha. And you said a couple of things I kind of want to um, touch on there as far as, you know, answering sure. to an art director or a boss and things like that. So when you're kind of yeah. creating, you know, stuff and you're, it's in a creative realm, but it's for business and, you know, there's standards you have to meet. Yeah, and exactly. Like that. So how do you kind of deal with that and navigate that situation when, you, when you're creating in that environment? I, it's it's a group effort, definitely. Um, I used to work at an ad agency, and I credit them for basically teaching me the ropes mm-hmm. as far as graphic design and working with businesses and their collateral and stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, I usually come up with so, someone kind of gives me the gist of whatever project I'm making. I, I either sketch it out or just um, basically create a mood board of images of what I think it should look. Mm-hmm. And and we kind of just go from there. It's a gr- definitely a group effort. Um, it's rare that anything I give the first time makes it to the end. It's there's always going to be changes. Um, the client might see it at the very end and change the whole thing, and it's happened a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's gotten to the point where <clears throat> um, I've had to gather my portfolio for whatever reason. And sometimes I'd look at work I did the year before, and I wouldn't even recognize it because mm-hmm. it's not it's not me. It's you know a group effort and stuff, but. Um, it's it's basically diluted, mm-hmm. you know, into what I've done. So photography for me, it's it's just yeah, it's it's just me doing what I want to do, um, and whether it succeeds or fails, it's all on my shoulders. And it's it's a, it's a great feeling to know that. So 
Mm-hmm. And what was your uh, on on the graphic design side of things? What was your kind of like your path, like your schooling, and then in, did you have like internships and things like that, or like what was kind of your path for that? Say there's like somebody Actually, who's listening who might be like a you know 15 year old kid who's interested in becoming a graphic designer. Like what was kind of your path and how you got to where you're at? Um, at the time, I, I mean, I wanted to be a graphic designer, but I didn't know how. Um, mm-hmm. I uh, I took a year of community college and it just didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. So um, I actually went to a technical school and it's actually not even around anymore. It's been that long. But I, I went to a technical school and just basically built the foundation on mm-hmm. how to use Photoshop and the desktop publishing um, software. And I got hired from that to an ad agency um, that used to do a lot of the Safeway advertisements. Mm-hmm. So I was there for a few years. Um, I actually was a let's see, production artist, which is basically someone that just um, rudimentary stuff, the layouts and mm-hmm. placing pictures and typing in info. And and from that, um, I kind of got promoted to a graphic artist in the same ad agency. And I've been a graphic artist ever since. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. And, and um, I find that interesting because like I've have, I have a friend who I talked to a while back and um, he's a web developer and basically mm-hmm. he didn't go to school for it, like he's self-taught. And then, like, I have other friends who's like have master degrees in like computer science and stuff like that. They're like on both sides are doing quite well. So, what do you think about like the self-taught model or like the experience model versus like going to school model? Like, do you think there is a difference in that? Do you think you get more of like your feet wet when you just dive in and kind of learn like trial by fire type situation? I, I guess. I guess it depends on the individual. I know I I learn more by trial and error. Definitely, mm-hmm. um, I I have the same from the same job that I was telling you about. I I, I knew someone that um, actually basically um, read the book on one of the software programs, and they just hired him off the street. Mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't have any formal schooling or anything, mm-hmm. and it just it blows my mind because I still had to go go, go get rudimentary. Um, schooling for for the software I'm using, but he just basically read a book over the weekend. From what he tells me, yeah, yeah, and and the same company hired him, and he's great. He's one of the smartest guys I know. Mm-hmm. So I guess it just depends. Um, you know, it has a little bit of luck into mm-hmm. it. Um, I got the job from a referral from one of my friends I went to school with. Um, yeah, I think so. It just depends on the person. I think um, if they can get the same success from going to school as someone that just kind of learns from trial and error. Yeah, I think it just depends on the person. Yeah, I, I agree with that as well. Like a lot of the stuff that I do with photography and with Illustrator and Photoshop and things like that, mm-hmm. it's like trial and error. Like I didn't actually go to school for, yes, for that. Yes, you know? yes, yeah, same here. Photography, um, I basically just taught myself. Um, mm-hmm. I bought one, I bought a book. I think, what's the title? If you want to take great photos, I buy this book. About, yeah. that, like, the yeah. guy, he wrote like three, <laughs> like three or four books kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I bought uh, one black book, basically read it front to back. And it was just the, my start, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's when it kind of like okay I really want to do this and yeah everything else I still look up YouTube tutorials every now and then just oh, yeah, to totally. look up stuff yeah so um, definitely self taught it might take a little longer maybe if I went to photography school it might have been faster but I can't complain I think it's just how I'm um, wired so yeah. yeah for sure it's definitely all in what works for you um, definitely so let's kind of nerd out for a second on on the photography and what um, sure. What was like, you said you got it serious a year and a half ago. Were you shooting at all before that? Or was it just like, oh, I want to do this and you just went out and bought a camera? Like, what was the situation? No, um, it's it's a long, convoluted story. Um, well, just stuff happened in 2014, mm-hmm. um, late 2014, that I kind of wanted to make a change. 
And um, I've been kind of just taking photos for fun. I had my my feed used to be a personal feed, and they were just crappy uh, camera phone photos. Mm-hmm. And um, but late to twenty fourteen, early twenty fifteen, I just said, you know, I, I need to just make a change, and I wanted to just start a new hobby to focus on. Mm-hmm. So I bought uh, a DSLR because I just got a new job and a guitar. <laughs> so nice. I, I love acoustic music. I love music in general, but I wanted to just play guitar or or take seriously take um photography mm-hmm. um seriously and um, i guess photography went out i'm looking at my guitar right now and it's in the case and it's kind of sad but someday someday <laughs> i still take it up yeah 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 and what uh what was the first camera that you bought um i had a mirrorless olympus i actually bought it for a trip to comic-con my very first time and my mm-hmm. photos were crap it was it just sucked um and i think i shelved it for about a year and a half and then when the photography bug bit me i just took it out and basically would go i live near san francisco so i would just go in the city on the weekend and just kind of walk around take photos mm-hmm. and um they were crappy at the time but at least it's a start i started yep. to get to know like what the manual setting was for you know mm-hmm. playing around with iso exposure shutter speed stuff like that so yeah um i'm actually looking at some of the photos and yeah they were crappy but it's a start gotta start somewhere yeah you do have to start somewhere it's kind of interesting because yeah. i started almost two years ago like Okay. You know, about, 20, so about the same time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, about, yeah. about 20 months ago. And it's like, I was on YouTube heavy, you know, just yep, going through yep. tutorials and stuff. And like the, some of the first things like I, I read was like just shooting manual mode and learn what everything does. And yeah. Like yeah. That. So it's like, I go back and I look at some of those pictures and they're like just horribly over yeah. underexposed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and things like the that. Composition. And, like, what am I shooting at? What am I focused on? Exactly. It's yep. just bad. Using the autofocus system wrong in certain situations. Yeah, oh, just, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. all that kind of stuff. So Definitely. definitely I was there. I was there. Mm-hmm. So it is kind of interesting to just get in there and jump in there and do that. So mm-hmm. um, kind of along those same lines, like how important do you think it is for someone if they get bit by a photography bug or any kind of creative bug to just kind of go out there and do it instead of wait for permission? Yeah, you know what? I, I've, I've been um, getting a lot of questions about that just through Instagram, just direct messages. I mm-hmm. think they should just, like, go for it. I mm-hmm. know you know photography is very subjective and it's 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 scary to put your work out there because mm-hmm. people like it or tear it to shreds but um at the time i really didn't care about that i just mm-hmm. wanted to take up a new hobby and get better at it i was just pleasing myself mm-hmm. so um for any for any new new photographers out there i think you just just go for it you know mm-hmm. um life's short to it's yeah to be to be concerned about that stuff so yeah better start now i wish i started earlier um i have a daughter and i would tell her that all the time i wish i started photography earlier because i'm having so much fun doing it and mm-hmm. it's getting me outdoors meeting new people mm-hmm. yeah it's great yeah it's definitely changed my life for the better yeah same here and it's like i just shoot yeah. my, my daughter gets mad at me sometimes cause i'm like always shooting but uh you know she'll look same, back same at, here, she'll look back here, at it here. and be happy yeah know? yeah yeah hopefully yeah <laughs> so she'll have all the uh, memories and things like that so are exactly. you still shooting the same camera, or did you, like, expand your your collection and everything? Yes. When I first started, uh, um, I upgraded my Olympus to natural um, DSLR. Uh, the Olympus was a um, micro four-thirds. It was a really small camera. Mm-hmm. And and um, I upgraded from that to a Nikon D5300, which okay. was a, it's pretty much a mid-level DSLR. Yeah, I started and, with um, the 3300, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. So mm-hmm. um, now I have a D750. So it's a full frame, pretty much professional grade camera. It cost me an arm and a leg, but I love yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, love it. It's, it definitely makes up for any of my shortcomings, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it makes me look better. But yeah, I love it. Um, and I think I, I just got a new lens. 
maybe a week ago. Yeah, I've been borrowing it from um, a, a rental company, and I finally took the plunge and got it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's it's been it's been great. I don't have that insane uh, um, thirst to upgrade my camera. I mean, it's great. Uh, I look at other cameras I want to upgrade to someday, but yeah, right now I'm I'm pretty much pretty much in love with the d750 so can't go wrong yeah for sure and i'm always kind of in that uh school of thought of like whatever you use just learn how to like use it to the maximum of, yeah you know, exactly and then when exactly. you know that you need more like you can't get the results that you want from what you're using because you're using it to its fullest potential like then you upgrade because i started with that 3300 and it was like you know it only shoots like five frames per second and it's yeah. like pretty slow and things like that yeah. and then it was like i started kind of shooting like my daughter's soccer games and just situations that called for a little bit faster camera so like that's kind of when i upgraded and then um, yeah what what do you what do you have now what do you shoot with now i'm on a, a sony a6300 oh okay nice nice yeah so awesome. i'm on that i got a couple lenses and then um i actually just bought like a film camera about a, oh okay three months i'm not ago. there yet I'm not there yet. I have photographer friends that swear by film, and I'm mm-hmm. like, no, I'm not. I'm not there yet. <laughs> so, I haven't got it because it's like you know, a lot of that stuff's like fully manual, like even down to yeah. the focus and stuff like that. Yeah, and, um, no, definitely. Like even when you look at like the Visco film packs and everything like that, they're modeling after like these different kind of films and stuff. Yes. So, yes. I, um, I bought some of those films with some of like, my favorite Visco film packs. I bought the actual film and I've been shooting, but I haven't even ran through a whole roll yet, so I haven't got it developed, but. Yeah, you gotta you gotta be picky. Yeah, you'd only have a certain amount of shots, so you gotta make sure you know the yeah. shot you you get is what you want. So yeah, definitely. I'm not there yet, but maybe someday, someday. It looks like fun. Yeah, it, does. it, it is fun, and I mean, I literally got the camera for like forty bucks off of eBay. So oh, nice, cool. nice. Yeah, why not? Right. <laughs> exactly. Cool. Yeah. So um, let me ask you, like, how did you develop your style as a um, as a photographer? Because I know for myself, if I look back on my feed, like. It was kind of like all over the place. And then I'm kind yeah, of starting yeah. to hone into like what I like. And then you looking at your feed, you definitely have a style and a subject matter that you like to shoot. So like, how Thanks. did you how did you come uh, to that conclusion to shoot in that style and, and shoot those subject matter and those portraits and things Let's like see. that? Let's see. Well, first off, like I think like everyone else, especially living here in, in Northern California, San Francisco is super photogenic. So mm-hmm. it's pretty easy to just. You know, um, go into the city and just start shooting buildings, or, or um, go to the Golden Gate Bridge and shoot that during sunset. So I started out with landscapes first, mm-hmm. and got got okay with it. Um, I saw some Instagram um, shooters that would go up on helicopter rides mm-hmm. and take photos of the city from above, and I did that, and it, that was fun. That was pretty life changing. Yeah. yeah. Um, as far as the portraits that came about, um, I found someone on Instagram that offered um, modeling photography workshops. Mm-hmm. And I took that and um, just had so much fun. Um, I still had my Micro Four Thirds at the time, my Micro Four Thirds camera, and it, it was definitely underpowered. Um, my shots came out not so good, but mm-hmm. I kind of got hooked on that. And I took more workshops from the same guy. And from then on, I pretty much networked with other photographers, other models, and started shooting models on my own. And it's basically rolled from there. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing shoots on my own now for more than a year but i credit that workshop that that i took that basically gave me my first taste of doing portrait photography and working with models and and yeah shooting shooting that subject matter nice nice that's really cool that you did a workshop one of my friends he's been doing a couple workshops as well i need to try to get some as well just to kind of expand and 
get out of yeah. sometimes you get in a rut of shooting the same things or the same type of things so just to kind of expand and open your eyes to, to different things yeah I, I was exactly the same way i was shooting landscapes but i wanted to like i was at the time i was like wait maybe i should shoot some people what if this takes off and i start you know charging you know mm-hmm. i need to shoot portraits and it just kind of went from there yeah it's definitely a big learning experience yeah for sure that's really dope um and as far as your editing style, like what tools are you using? Like Lightroom? Are you Photoshop? Like what, oh. what's kind of like your tools for editing? Yeah, as far as editing, definitely Lightroom. Um, uh, I have a bunch of Visco presets that you mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Um, right now I use um, Tribe Archipelago's presets. Nice. Um, they're, this, there's, they're a pretty small uh, preset company that I found um, following some photographers on Instagram. But um, I use them as far as the tones and um, messing around with the colors as, and edit the heavy editing. I use Photoshop. That's mm-hmm. when I start taking out, you know, people, cars and parking lots, mm-hmm. um, yeah, wrinkles, evening out skin. I do that. So that's how I that's my editing process. It's pretty simple. Yep, it's, it's amazing because like when I, I wasn't even really familiar with like clone stamping and spot removal. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. And all that at first. And then like once I really got into it, I was like, oh, this, and I actually use it at work like almost every day now. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I credit I credit my, my uh, work as a graphic designer because Lightroom is very, is, it isn't easy. It has a very steep learning curve. But mm-hmm. since I, I use Photoshop basically eight hours a day, mm-hmm. um, it, it's kind of similar and I took to it pretty quick. So. Yeah, and so, yeah. I think it's cool too that with the whole Adobe Suite that they're making a lot, yes. of, a lot of their programs yeah, yeah. play well with each other. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I think Photoshop even opens from Lightroom, and I can edit from mm-hmm. there, and then yeah. So yeah, and it will drop it right back helps. into Lightroom. Yep. 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 I'll do um like I do all my basic edits like in in Lightroom, and then I like shoot it over to um Photoshop, add some stuff. I'll have like some actions and stuff I might add here yeah, and there, like exactly, lightly, exactly. then pull it yeah, back into Lightroom. Here. So it's it's really cool. Definitely. Um, how it all works with that now. Um, so let me ask you, as a creative, like where and how do you find your um, your motivation? As far as where, um, as far as being motivated, I just think I uh, main factor of motivation for me is just to get better. Mm-hmm. I think um, I'm not. I don't have a set path. Like I don't want to do this so that I could do this. Whatever. Right now, um, at this moment, I just want to get better. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I'm going on so many shoots, meeting so many people and just asking questions all the time is that, um, I just want to strive to be better. Uh, I mean, I like my work, I'm proud of it, but I, I have, I still think I have a long ways to go. So I hope that there were changes. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to look at my work and be like, oh, okay, I think I'm, I'm good, mm-hmm. which is never the truth. There's always someone better. There's a lot of really, really talented photographers on Instagram. Maybe they're not even on Instagram. So mm-hmm. I think just that strive to be better is what I'm doing. And it's just, it's like I said before, just to please myself. I think I'm my worst um, critic. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's definitely just to be better, man. That's, that's my motivation. Yeah, and I think that's very important to have that kind of mindset because especially like in this day with Instagram and like, you know, there's so many popular photographers and stuff like that. Yeah. It seems like a lot of people yeah. um, kind of hop on just to like be Instagram famous or stuff like that. Yeah, no, I, we, we, me and uh, my photographer friends have talked about the whole follower count and likes mm-hmm. and stuff. And it's, it's, it's great. It's a great positive reinforcement. But like I said before, photography is such, well, like with any art form, um, it's so subjective. Mm-hmm. That the most popular guy, you know, that on Instagram right now might not be someone I like, and mm-hmm. I could, there's actually some photographers that are published and are pretty well known that have 
maybe 500 or less uh, followers. Yep. I just don't think they, they care about Instagram. Like they just kind of want to put their work out there, but they're so talented. Yep, yep. So it's just one of those things where metrics kind of get in the way. I know a lot of yeah people kind of look at your follower account first before they even look mm-hmm. at your work. And that's that's sad. I, I, I'm old school, so I don't even, mm-hmm. you know, that doesn't really matter to me. I mean, this is pretty much a hobby just for me, mm-hmm. and I'm just glad people like it. I mean, if they didn't, I might not be as enthusiastic about it, but it's still, I still think I'd be shooting. Yeah, yeah for so, sure. And it, yeah. It's, it's interesting that you said that about, like, you know, published photographers and, like, I follow a few, actually, that's, like, published, award-winning, like, yeah. you know, New York Times shot, like, presidents and stuff like that, and they have, like, you know, 200 followers or something. Exactly, so, exactly. It's just, yeah, I, I, a lot of people, especially nowadays, put so much emphasis on the metrics and the number next to your name that it... Mm-hmm. It's sad that it kind of dilutes the people that are accomplished and talented out there, and they don't get any recognition. So but that's just how it is right now. Social media. I, to be honest, if Instagram wasn't taking off, I mean, me and you probably wouldn't be even be talking because you wouldn't know yeah, about yeah. my work. And so it's 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 definitely um, a curse and a blessing. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, and let me ask you. I always just ask this question on um, to sure. every. To everybody who comes onto the podcast, and there's always different people from different backgrounds. There's people who you know do it for the passion, who do it for a living, and things like that. So, what do you kind of define, or what's your definition of hustle? I should say. Like, I see that you're always shooting, you're going to workshops and things like that. So, how would you mm-hmm. define like hustling when it comes to like your craft? Not only just photography, but graphic design, and you know your everyday. I think, like like I said before, I think it's just the urge to get better. Um, you know, I like I said, I don't really have a set plan for photography. And as far as graphic design, um, you know, I always want to be better, especially now with software changing. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about the Adobe Suite, and they keep changing stuff, adding new features. Mm-hmm. Um, before, before, as a graphic designer, I used to just be print. It was all print stuff. I love print media. You know, mm-hmm. we talked about GQ and Esquire. I, I love holding magazines, flipping pages over. Mm-hmm. But um, this new job I have now, everything's on the web. Everything I do is basically put on a website. So it's it's totally a different beast, even though I'm kind of doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so just evolving that way as far as my career in graphic design. With photography, yeah, like, like I go on a lot of shoots because I just want to get better. And, um, you know, I don't want to be complacent and mm-hmm. I don't want to just kind of be stuck like you said about editing styles my stuff was all over the place man if you scroll down at the bottom of my feed you know i played around with cool tones warm mm-hmm. tones um i still think it's a little messy but i think i've settled in on a style that people mm-hmm. actually recognize it which is great which is what i was hoping for so um my definition of hustling is just getting better man because mm-hmm. there's always someone out there that's trying to take your spot whether or not it's just a hobby or, or from a career standpoint um yeah just just trying to be better than you were yesterday and that's that's how i view things and it's worked so far yeah for sure and i totally yeah. agree i'm just the same way it's like there's always like some like i had a conversation about music so I, you know i'm into music and produce music yeah as yeah well. definitely yeah and um i was talking to someone and i was just saying like there's as, as i get older because i'm about to be 34 and you know okay. i don't have as much time to dedicate it because it's not like my only thing yeah, that no, I do ex- now. Exactly. Yeah, you, I know you have a daughter and you got mm-hmm. this podcast and you probably got stuff that no one knows about. Yeah, everyone's juggling things in life. So uh, making effort for something you love, man, it's mm-hmm. definitely like important and you should do that just so life, you could fulfill life, you know what I'm saying? So, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So um, 
let me ask you this. I'm I'm really sure. big on a uh, on a growth mindset. So like conversations like these on the podcast, I listen to a ton of podcasts, audio books, mm-hmm. you know, read all that kind of stuff. So what are some things that you do? Um, you know, I know you said we kind of already touched on the whole workshops and things like that and going to a bunch of shoots. But as far as like growing professionally and growing personally, like what are some of the things that you do in your life to, to get better aside from what we already discussed? I think um, I pretty much just talk to um, uh, my peers about either either the business side of graphic design and my career. Mm hmm. And photography, um, yeah, I, I became friends with a lot of photographers the last year and a half. I actually went on a road trip with a couple of really talented photographers. And um, we talk almost on a daily basis, you know, mostly about nonsense, but, you know, I get to pick their brain about mm-hmm. stuff. Um, they've been shooting longer than I have, so they're a definite, um, um, they're a definite book of me to just like pick their brains almost every day and just ask them questions. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I pretty much just do that. Uh, I do listen to podcasts. So it's mostly just for just to keep me sane at work. Sometimes yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, mostly um, top. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like you kind of listen to people having conversation. I know the election just happened, and for whatever reason, I listen to a lot of political podcasts. And I don't know if that messed me up or made me insane. But yeah, it's it's. I basically just talk to uh, people I trust and mm-hmm. get their opinion on things um, um, and grow from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's definitely helped. Yeah, especially with photography. I still think uh, I'm new mm-hmm. at this. I still have a lot to learn, um, especially on the career side. Um, one of them's doing it full time. So I get to pick his brain about the business side of photography and getting published and getting your work out there to, to mm-hmm. companies so they hire you. So that's. That's one thing. And um, I talk to other people that do it for fun. Um, I, I know uh, Amy. She's in Portland right now. Joe actually knows her. I think we, me and Joe actually got together because of Amy. And she's mm-hmm. in Portland right now. And she's this really great wedding and portrait photographer that I talked to in the very early, early stages of photography. And I totally picked her brain about what to do and what not to do. So, yeah, I think the, the personal connections I made are the ones I pretty much just um, gather knowledge from and it's definitely worked and um, yeah can't complain very nice very nice um, and final question I ask this again on to everybody and everybody's you know answer is always different and you know there's no right or wrong answer but um, you know it seems like in the past there was always like a certain definition of success right so it's like a lot of money big car houses all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff but it seems like a, in more recent times a lot of people have been kind of um, redefining success for themselves so how do you define success for you? I think uh, definitely money is involved. You can't live without money. But I, I don't even want that kind of success. I think I just want to be content. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if 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 I could basically just um, live off what I'm making now and just keep doing photography, I mean, I would consider that um, being successful. I think just being, I mean, it sounds cliche, just being happy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because I, I I know people that are pretty much very well off. They're just not content with whatever mm-hmm. um, life has given them. And um, you know, I was just talking to my daughter. She's she's going to be an adult soon, and um, she's a little bit stressed out about it. And I told her that you know I hope you find something you're passionate about, and not just live you know your nine to five. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, do something that you enjoy, and just be selfish about mm-hmm. it. You know, just be happy because all the money in the world is not gonna give you that kind of fulfilling thing she's she's very creative too but i think i think just living 
life has kind of got her stressed out and being a millennial definitely yeah, yeah. definitely is like on her mind and you know getting a job going to college and whatever finding a career she loves and i just told her you know all that stuff's great but if she can just find whatever it is that that makes her happy like i did with photography even though it's a little later in life you know mm-hmm. hopefully she finds something something that fulfills her and makes her happy that way and i think that's success that's what success is about yeah for sure i love it well, man, I appreciate you coming on to the podcast and sharing your story. Why don't you let everybody know where they can find you at online, um, and we'll go from there. Okay. Um, yeah, this is John, and you can find my work on um, Instagram, and my Instagram handle is at John the Photographer, J-O-N-T-H-E-P-H-O-T-O-G-R-A-P-H-E-R. <laughs> and, um, yeah, that's pretty long. It's it's funny that the handle came about because I would always introduce myself that way, and it was actually open, so nice, I just nice. took it. So, yeah, that's where you can find all my recent work. And, um, yeah, I'm happy to talk about photography, ask any questions, comments. Always love comments. And, yeah, this has been great talking to you, Reggie. Again, thanks for having me here. Yeah, man, I appreciate you coming on. And thanks for sharing your story. And everybody listening, this is the Creative Masters Podcast. Until next week, this is Nobody Famous. Peace. So there you have it. That was episode 22 of the Creative Masters Podcast featuring graphic designer and photographer John Cruz. You guys be sure to check him out on Instagram. He has some very dope work. As usual, I can be found at Nobody Famous on Instagram and Twitter. And be sure to go back and listen to previous episodes, creativemasterspodcast.com, or we can be found on SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, or Stitcher. And be sure to follow Creative Masters Podcast at Creative Masters Podcast on Instagram. Until next week, this is Reggie, aka Nobody Famous. 